Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko. This is episode 16 of Bard's Eye View, uh, and we're looking at episode 16, not surprisingly, of the first series of Xena Warrior Princess, Mortal Beloved, and we're already a little bit giddy, so be warned. <laughs> oh my giddy aunt. <laughs> oh, she here too. Yeah, I've got, oh, I don't know which one, I mean, uh, how many ants I've got, how many ants do I have? Wait a minute, let me count them. One, two. Bear with us, listener. Four. I think I've got four ants. This is um, the genealogy episode. Yeah. Uh, and which of them would be considered giddy? Probably just the one, to be honest. I, I have one surviving aunt and it is the giddiest. So the giddiest um, of there all is aunts. evidence to suggest that giddiness prolongs lifespan. Oh, shit. You mean I need to put up with her for a bit longer? <laughs> oh god anyway how how appropriate that we're talking about lifespan because that's that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit with this episode oh um, i thought you were gonna i thought it was because i'm gonna get a vaccine tomorrow oh and also <laughs> <laughs> also one guy's gonna get uh she's gonna get a wee prick tomorrow oh for literally the first time uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, right, so mortal. Right, so blah blah blah. Yeah. Mortal. Mortal. Beloved. Um. Mm. Emphasis on the mortal for this. But we we open the episode. We we don't know what's going to come along. We open the episode. There's a some girl, some villager, um, in a wench outfit. You know, all buxom mm. and barmaidy, in the woods on her own. And suddenly she hears this growly whisper. Help me! And of course, instead of helping, she just goes. Ah! Yeah, what the fuck? It's a spooky ghost. So she, it's a spooky ghost, and some dude in silhouette materializes in front of her, but just stands there like a great lummox, doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. So she she turns to run away, and he rematerializes on the other side, still just stands there. He goes, "Help me!" And Quite obviously, that. and, and obviously, she doesn't help him. Why would you? Help! Help all of us! Yeah. Um. So no, she she just run, runs away instead into the tavern, saying, "A ghost! I saw a ghost in the woods." And then and guess who's there? Yeah. Guess who? Do, 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 do. I'll give you a clue. The show is named after her. <laughs> <laughs> the bard. Oh no, that show. The show oh, yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, both. Yeah, in yeah. fact, they're, yeah, they're the both, they're both watch, there. Gina and Gabriella there. Our show. And everyone goes, a ghost, rhubarb, rhubarb, a ghost. And, yeah. and Zena says, ah, in the woods, you say, I'll take a look. She drains her pint. She's very nonchalant about it. <laughs> and off she goes. I'll sort this fucking spectral bastard out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll go in there and she'll rip off his rubber mask. And guess who it is? <laughs> guess who's <laughs> under the rubber ghost mask? Is it the old janitor? Was Marcus a janitor? Was that his job in Mezentius's castle? No, I thought. I thought no, no, I thought you were doing a. I was. I'm Scooby-Doo. just segueing into the actual thing oh, to speed us along. Okay. It's doing well, isn't it? Oh, okay. Let, well, let's speed along then. So Zena gets to the words, and and this time the whisper is, Zena. Yeah. So like, Zena! if he was after Zena in the first place, which he clearly was, I would know. he waste his time with the barmaid for? Her? I don't know. Clearly he managed anyway, to get so up she says, to find Zena in this rough approximation, but he didn't know exactly which bar she was in because she was clearly on a pub crawl. <laughs> yeah, that might you be know? it. <laughs> um, 
So what you know? I'm here. What do you want? And and the the spooky figure says, "You." Uh, it turns out it's Marcus. Hang on, isn't Marcus like dead and stuff? Wow, that From... is so lame. What the? <laughs> Hang on, isn't Marcus like dead and stuff? Well, let me tell you, listeners, that explains why we've been calling him a ghost for this entire episode. Oh no, that makes sense now. You yeah. say it like that. <laughs> What so do Marcus, you want? You. Um, which, which one, which episode we know him from? Like from the. Is it third, five four? or four? Five, or so? I don't remember, episode. but it was a while ago. But it doesn't, not yeah. long enough ago, to be honest, because, uh, you know, who is it? It's the most boring of Xena's temporary soulmates. The most, the one with the least chemistry with her and the most boring one. And so obviously the, the one he that has kind to of come back. Chewed her neck. Yeah. Last time we saw him. Mm. They've yeah. not got any better at kissing, have they? Well, I, I think they have, actually, but, but more of well, that I'm later. Gonna, anyway, I'm so, not going to rewatch the scene to check. As we've, as we've said, he's a spooky ghost. She can't touch him. She goes to touch him and we'll get a lot of sort of force field thing. The, the living can't touch the dead, which, you know, Fair enough, yeah. kind of feels all right. I don't really want uh, to and touch explains that. Uh, no, me neither, really. He yeah. explains that something's gone wrong in the underworld. Um, we need Xena's help. And as he's dragged off away from this spectral vision by some kind of bad spectral people. thugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, bad teeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ghost of bad teeth. Um, he says, the Alconian Lake. And that, that's it. So that's all she has to go on is yeah, something called the Alconian Lake. There's a big lake. fuck-off lake. Turns out it's a lake known for being as deep as a deep thing on a particularly deep day. Um, <laughs> but the next thing we see is they're on the on the side of the lake. Gabrielle's trying to talk her out of doing whatever she's about to do. Um, yeah, and which is clearly the most inappropriate joke ever. It's more inappropriate yeah. than many of my jokes, which are extremely inappropriate. I was going to reference what some of my inappropriate jokes were, but I realised that they would be too inappropriate to broadcast. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we've, we've edited all the really inappropriate <laughs> ones out, haven't we? <laughs> Pretty much, to be honest. Yeah, there was one There was one week where I said, I'd better edit out that part where I said, blip, redacted, because that's the sort mm. of thing that could get me struck off the teaching register. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, that's actually not a joke. <laughs> Or is it? Or is it? Yeah, that's my plausible deniability. If we are listening yeah. to this in a GTCS tribunal. Tribunal. <laughs> this is my yeah, plausible lol. deniability. Oh, Just God. kidding. Do I need to edit this so, part out t- as well? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. Fuck it. We've only got 25 listeners. Yeah, t- tell us, tell us the, the, the bad taste joke. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, Gabby's like, you know, don't dive to the bottom of the lake, you fuckwit. You don't actually know what he was going to say. He just said the lake, you know. You're just assuming that you have to dive to the bottom of it. Why would mm. you assume that? Why wouldn't it be literally anything else that it could be? And she was like, well, I've got to try. And Gabby's like, but you'll never be able to make it back up. Even if you get to the bottom, you won't have enough air to get back up. And she's like, well, I guess I'll be going to the afterlife one way or another. <laughs> get it? That's a See, funny I'd, joke about how she might I'd, die horribly. I'd genuinely forgotten that bit. I thought the um, the bad taste joke she made was, the man I love has asked for my help. 
yeah, well, that's so don't bad say well. that to your girlfriend. That's Come bad on. too. The man I have written here, the man I love, and then I've written down vomit emoji. I've not drawn an emoji. I've just written the words vomit emoji. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for shorthand. Yeah. So yeah, she's got oh, to be her anyway. Marcus, so you know, climbs well. climbs up a sand dune in her. Uh, is that her hmm. under leathers or has she got a black just, She's just for... taking the metal bits off. Okay. That's all okay. she's done. The whole She's getting her normal clothes but with the metal bits taken off because obviously she wouldn't want to wear the metal bits because they might drag you down when you're swimming. Down. They might weigh you down when you're swimming. I've just realised it's just that is. Because that's exactly what she wants to happen. But she is going to want to come back up again later. So that well, she doesn't know that, she's that coming back sense. that way. anyway she's not got a plan okay she just thinks she's gotta go help marcus blah blah also you know ordinary people might also be suffering but she cares she seems to care much more about marcus so she only really seems to care about marcus anyway so she's basically it's time to get (laughs) down 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 she's wearing her little leatherette socks Except when you freeze frame, they're not <laughs> socks; they're actual flippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a funny uh, feeling that it was actually probably just stock footage of a fucking scuba diver at some point, because it's not. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh my yeah, just so... jumped up to join the podcast again. Okay. Oh, hey, baby J. Baby J. She's not well. She's got a little cold. She's been sniffling. She's a cute she's kitty. not got COVID. And um, so now she's climbed up into my arms for comfort. Which actually makes it quite hard for me to, to hear you because she's over your mic, I think. No, anyway, not. so Lies that takes slander. us... All right. That takes mm-hmm. us up to our opening sequence. Um, and quite often now when I'm re-watching it, I don't bother watching the opening sequence because we know what happens. What? But I did watch it again this week. And that, oh, that amazing. smile on the clifftop. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. The reason you don't watch the opening sequence is because you're usually watching the episode almost immediately before we're due to record and you're running out of time, right? I'm doing my homework on the bus. I'm not projecting at all there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, I think, see, the reason why I was trying to rush us through the beginning there is because I think the beginning is really rushed, isn't it? Like, we go from set-up to immediate action and like and yeah. then what's interesting to me as well is how rushed the beginning is and then how slow and protracted the end of the story is. Well I I think bad pacing I think the of this reason episode, for, I think. I think the reason for that is they spent so much money and time on the CGI effects they really wanted mm-hmm. to get the most out of them. We'll talk I've about those that. when we yeah. when we get to them. We'll talk about those when we get to them. They're good. So we get we get out of our opening sequence and we enter a world of um, seething lava and pink, you know, fake smoke, steam effects. Yeah, I mean it's polystyrene and and um, poster paint. That's what you know. It's extremely yeah. low budget set design. Um, the underworld be... is a shoddy affair. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the river sticks that we're going to, but obviously there's no actual river, so they've just got the fake smoke machine to pump out enough smoke to lie yeah. on the bottom of the thing uh, and then they've got a little boat on wheels that they can rhubarb it's, over it's some not... water sound effects you know 
It's it's not just any boat though. It's a, a barge made out of bones, like some really big polystyrene bones. bones. So, polystyrene bones. Polystyrene bones. <laughs> um, and piloting the boat, obviously. Um, this is brilliant. Let's Let's go. This is brilliant. Now, I always <laughs> thought he was called Karen. Karen. No, he's not a Karen. He's not a Karen. He's, he's not, not a Karen. He's not cops on you. He's not got the fringe Sharon. for it, has he? Sharon. Sharon. But, yeah. So so this is Sharon. Sharon, Sharon Ferry. Sharon, where's Tracy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's he's very nicely done, actually. He's a lot of fun. He's, he's kind of played as a... Um, kind of like a new york jewish taxi driver yeah kind that's of, what, i think that's it's, definitely it's, the, it's what fun. they're trying to do and you know do yeah. you know who the actor is yes i do you do under well, a you, lot of yeah you reveal it under, then, <laughs> under a lot of uh makeup and prostheses and black teeth and swathes of costume um it's actually michael hurst it's Eolus. Yeah. Yeah. Showing his range. And he's good. Yeah. He's really good. I like this. Co- good comic actor. I'm amazed. Because, like, yeah. as he always, he's just boring as fuck. But probably it's just no, the he's, that's boring. He's... <laughs> Hercules, the legendary doodars, doesn't really let him shine. But he, he is a very good actor. He's he's kind of the New Zealand Kenneth Branagh. Really? Basically. So he, he's, yeah, he he's a big stage presence. Show. I know. I know. <laughs> I've seen. I saw him on stage when I when I lived in New Zealand. Um, in insert jingle here. When Flan lived in New Zealand. When um, lived yeah, in he's New no, he's proper. He's proper. A proper actor. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and this he's, is good. He's so good as so, Sharon as his best his best performance on Zena yet. Yeah. So Zena says, "Ah, oh, you you must be Sharon." He says, "No, I'm Talula, the dancing girl. Who else would be crazy enough to be down here?" <laughs> <laughs> not a too bad impression of what he sounded like. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, look, you're really an American actor. So he's, shit. I know. I know. <laughs> <Still>. <laughs> so he he's feisty and funny and camp as anything. Um, yeah, sort of gay as well. Yeah. 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 So he's an old queen, isn't he? Yeah, but <laughs> a grizzled old queen. Grizzled old queen. He's good. He's seen Can you now. take that? Can you take that cat off your face? Because I, I can't hear you properly. What do you mean? It's just... I'll have pussy in my face all the time I want. I'm a lesbian. All right. It's my legal right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, who knows? Because the anyway, UK so, is a bit so Sharon... repressive these days. Shush. <laughs> Sharon says he re... Sharon's refusing to take any more dead people without a coin. Um, and Zena says, it's okay. I'm not dead. ha ha ha. American accent is so bad. I know, I know. <laughs> you're, you're not dead. Be. What? You're not dead. You know. <laughs> so it's like, and we get a repeat of that later. It's brilliant. I'm so glad we get him twice. So good we get him twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's fun. So it turns out that the problems we've got in the underworld are—it's all gone to cock. The wicked are in the Elysian Fields, and the good guys are in Tartarus. It's, so, it's all um, gone to cock. An actual expression. Yeah. I've never heard that before in my life. I've heard it's all gone to pot and I've heard it's all cocked up. I've never heard it's all gone to cock. Have you just made it up? Have you invented it? I might have done. I thought it was a thing. Anyway. You you get the you get the you get the um, you get the point. Maybe. So we he takes her across the rift sticks uh, in his barge of bones and we we get there and there's (laughs) <laughs> wheels on <laughs> the but barge trundles across the 
they rip off across the, water the studio floor. That's class. And like, yeah. and there's a sort of like fade cut to her getting out of the boat to disguise the fact that there's about five feet long. The set is yeah. about five feet long. You know, it's just like okay. <laughs> you know, I know they're meant to suspend your disbelief, but sometimes, sometimes you know, the mystery is sort of. Not quite good enough, you know. The magic of television. So she get so she gets to Tartarus. So Tartarus is the bad place. Um, it doesn't seem that bad to be honest, because everyone. No, it's only it's only bad because the decor isn't very good, and yeah, it's just dark. The, the people like, are, just, are just a bit miserable, but there's well, no they're miserable. What are they? Why are they miserable? Right? What is the? What is it in Tartarus that makes people miserable? Well, it's pe- them being tortured and stuff, right? By Michael and Michael the demon and like whatever but I don't know what's what's so bad about tar- Tartarus Michael's an angel what are you talking about he's a demon good place bad place oh that yeah yeah that, that. Jesus Christ but like but none of these people are being tortured <laughs> nothing bad's happening to them no but I suppose they're they've just been standing taken from of... the Elysian fields okay they've taken they've been they've gone from a warm place to a place where it's never where it's a bit dark and with smoke effects uh, and then yeah. they're standing of their own free will, even though they could easily get out in a pool in a puddle of thigh high water, <sighs> which Zena rescues the little, little kid from. Like you could have got out. Help yourself. God loves a trier, love. God loves a trier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Marcus is there. Hurrah! And she gets to hug him finally. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm so happy you get to hug him. Um, oh, and then a creepy, a creepy thing. Zena so says, I've thought about you a lot. And he says, I know. I've heard. So yeah, when, a, so when, a living being, when a living being thinks of us, we hear it. And I just thought, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, that is a really horrifying thought. The things that I've thought. <laughs> yeah. But, and I don't really want... I don't, I don't really want that to be true. And also... No, I don't. I think the, the serious implication is that, he's, that he was listening into her wet dreams. So... Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit gross, it's man. Not nice. If I find out anyway, that we... the dead could hear my thoughts, I would do my very best to never think about them ever. Yeah. But you can guarantee they Don't... would leap in at some inopportune moment and then there would be some <laughs> horrible, horrible fucking mental association. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, anyway, basically, so we get a bit... Oh, I was gonna. Go I was going to recap it. I was going to recap it. <laughs> You recap it then. Well, he explains what's going on, right? So there's a wacky serial killer loose. Atominius. That's his name. I don't ever write down their names. You know that. I just give them. I, I just give them nicknames. Wacky serial killer, sleazy serial killer. You know, um, mm. his his shtick is that he um, go finds uh, girls who are going to get ma- just about to get married, and then kills yep. them. And cuts them into little bits. Yeah, so he's just a misogynist serial killer. Yeah. So that's cool. But also he's fucking gay as anything, right? I mean, he's wearing I makeup. I know, he's a he's, proper pantomime queen, isn't he? He's a he? proper queer-coded villain. Queer-coded, yeah. like, evil villain. But in a bad way, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in the mm. in the really horrible, old-fashioned haze code sort of way. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. You know, he's. It, I think the actor plays him well enough, but I don't really like this. I don't really like him as a villain because it's a bit. 
No, I have I have the same reservations. Yeah, oh, we are um, as often as of one mind. So frequently, yeah. Um, no, again, what we anyway. discover is that At- Atominius has stolen Hades' helmet of invisibility <clears throat> and is wreaking havoc. So he's mm. he's turned everything upside down. Yeah, um, and as as ever with these things, the word somehow doing a lot of work in the explanatory yes. sentence. Somehow, yes. he stole Hades' helmet of invisibility. Brilliant. Classic stuff. And with it has somehow, somehow. subverted everything in, yep. in Hades. So we go off to the Elysian Fields to, to try and find Atominius. No, no, no. I think, Elysian... I think that we go into a Philadelphia cream cheese advert. <laughs> we do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that, but that's exactly what it is. It's got, it's got Simpsons clouds. Yeah, it's got yeah. waterfalls, meadows, and acres full of buttercups. It's very nice, um, but I would be bored there within the... five minutes. Well, you might not be because all the bad guys are there now, and they're they're livening the place up by yeah. um, fighting and rhubarbing and overeating and having food fights and uh... yeah, like what are they doing? Why? It's just because they're bad. But I mean, yeah, is that actually is. how bad people behave? Okay, so I guess the implication is that bad people are just bad. And there was never yeah. any reason that caused them to do any of the things that are like, you know, like, you know poverty is not a Yeah, a, there are no reason, social you know, there causes. are no social problems, no, no social issues um that lead to people committing crimes and stuff. And and no, if they because... had and these bad underclass people, if they had everything they wanted, they would still be bad. They would ruin everything. Well, they have everything they could possibly want and they still want more, Marcus says, mealy mouthed. I think Zena says that. Oh, one of them. Yeah. One of them. Um, it's actually like sort of, it reminded me, because we talked about purgatory a couple of weeks ago, right? And then uh-huh. this sort of did remind me of one of, one of the Catholic interpretations of the afterlife. Uh, this yeah. idea that, well, the idea that um, heaven and hell are not really places per se, but states of being and that you put yourself yeah. there. Um, okay. You know, uh, that you take basically they're inside you. And um, it's your mm. it's you that puts them, that puts you in one place or another by rejecting or embracing, one thing or another. You know, eh, it's interesting. And so. actually, it comes up as again much later. Sense as anything else? It comes up again later when Marcus is saying that when he was in Tartarus, he felt like he had the Elysian Fields inside of him. It's the same yes. concept. Okay. Yeah. So, so I say that philosophy and yeah, I think it was a Jesuit that taught that taught me about that. Did he, did he get you at the age of seven? Was it? Did he teach me that at the age of seven? Was that the Miss Jean Brody thing? Isn't there? Give Give me a child at the age of seven. She'll be mine, mine for, life. for life. Except for <laughs> except for Sandy, obviously. Maybe she got her at age yes. eight. That was why. That's why it never Could took. Be. Assassin. <laughs> Assassin. <laughs> We oh, urge what? you to watch the the prime of Miss Jean oh, Brody. You've got to watch it, yeah. This, uh, this podcast. Have I, have I ever told you that? Stands. Uh, yeah. Have I ever told you that? Um, I fancy Maggie Smith so much that it did take me a really long time to see past that and realise that Miss Jean Brody is not a good person. <laughs> that she's actually monstrous. <laughs> that she's actually the bad guy. <laughs> Was she your role model? Is <laughs> that no, the reason no, you no, went the, into teaching? No, the trunch, she your inspiration. The Trunchbull's my role model. When, uh, when people ask you why you went into teaching, do you say it was a Miss Jean Brodie in her prime? 
<laughs> no, 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 no. My my teaching role models are the Trunchbull from Matilda and Sister Michael from <laughs> Dairy Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If I could just be a definitely. combo of them, that was it. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty good. Meanwhile, back in the Elysian Fields, Zena hears her name called, and it's someone we've seen before, before, Yay! before. It's, it's Toxius, the guy Toxius from Masculinitus. Guy from Death in Chains. Yeah, that's him, isn't he? Um, and they just actually have a bit of a cosy chat, you know, because they're they're sort of frenemies now. Yeah, you know, he's like, "Well, I did hate you for a while for killing me, but you know, I guess we're all dead now, so." Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually quite cool here. It's actually cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah and it's, it's sort of really kind of... It, you could see them being like an odd couple sort of mates, you know? If she stayed down there <laughs> yeah. a bit longer, you know? Mm. Anyway, so th- mm. through this conversation with Toxius Masculinities, Zena does figure out that Marcus um, actually uh, was in Tartarus when all, all this went down because the only people who can yes. get into the Elysian Fields are the baddies. So Marcus has been stuck yeah. with the baddies all this time. And Zena's like, Even oh. though he, he died doing a, a good deed, yes, it wasn't enough it to, turns to redeem out, him. Unfortunately, uh, deathbed confession or whatever does not get you anywhere. Alas. Alas, Bad news alas, for you Catholics alas. out there. Uh, you've made that exact same joke. <laughs> you made that exact same joke when we did the first episode with Marcus that Marcus was in. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> if we keep going, if we keep doing this podcast for long enough, um, we'll hear we'll all, of jokes. all our jokes. Yeah. I mean, I get new ones yeah. occasionally, but like you just, you just keep going. Are we, you know, pretty much. Well, I can't remember just, what I said from one minute to the next. Hamster minute. wheel, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, so what this means that is, <laughs> if they succeed in their mission of putting things right, Marcus is going to be banged up with the baddies for forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So she's like, "Why are you doing this?" And like, "Well, isn't it all fucking obvious?" I mean, to be honest, Zena, isn't it fucking obvious why he's doing it? You know? Oh, it's almost as if he cares more about the like integrity, <laughs> the integrity of the universe <laughs> than his own life. <laughs> Who would have thought? Non bodily comfort. Yeah, um, and anyway, we, like, relationships anyway, we... wouldn't be much fun for anyone the way they are. No. Sort of su- The whole true. place is sort of hell at the moment. You know. Anyway, th- this moral exposition is interrupted by the arrival of the mimes. Um, we we see the first of several groups of mimes who appear to be duffing themselves up, mm. but actually it's Atominius wearing the helmet of invisibility, duffing them up. But there, there's a lot of good mime action in this. In this yeah, episode. he doesn't like mimes, huh? No, he does not. Mm. Um, and that's con- that's confirmed shortly. But yeah, yeah so now we meet Atominius, and I I've written down he's kind of camp. Um, yeah. So as you say, he's a pantomime baddie, right down to the makeup. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's queer coded. Um, in a bad yeah, way. Yeah. In in a really in a in a really bad way. It's, mm. He's that kind of predatory, uh, just icky. Yeah. Icky. Um, he's a monster. Yeah. And that and one of the ways that he, one of the ways that he is conveyed to us as monstrous is through the queer coding. That's what queer coding is for in this in, in yeah. situations like this. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. No, we disapprove generally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in a in a unsavory moment, he uh, he he says he can smell the life reeking smell off, of, off of Zena. He, so he knows one of the living is there. I mean, she's just not had a shower lately. Okay, Jesus. Well, she's just 
swam she's through just a lake. Got there. She's... The lake is Dopey probably queen. filthy. Like there's all that sulfur okay. from below. It's bound to be oh, dissolved true. in that's there, true. man. You know. Like... Anyway, so he says, "Get get her, make her one of us." Um, and then there's a little bit where Xena kind of sows division. Yeah, she or kind of point, her... points. She points out that that's what Ataminius is doing, but she's actually doing it as well. Yeah, and she it follows... ends up in a big melee. So they all just fight each other for no apparent reason. No, no, no. Yeah, well, I know why. She follows her own advice from okay. one of the early episodes. You know, make them fight each yeah. other. You know, yeah. I mean, like they would fight at a drop of a three-cornered hat. These guys, like, they don't need much of an excuse. And she's like. He's just trying to turn your attention on me so you don't try and take the helmet off him. Hey, lads, why don't you try and take the helmet off him? So they all try and fight for the helmet, but uh, obviously he's completely, you know, there's no way that you could possibly catch him once he's put the helmet on. Um, And one of the things he does, doesn't he chop Toxius Masculinitis' head off? He does. He says, enjoy enjoy eternity with no head. Without, no, unpleasant. without a body, he said. Gets the... Without a body. Oh, well, yeah. same difference. So I guess the implication is that although you cannot die in the Elysian Fields, you can be permanently crippled in like... So it seems to me that that is shit. That is so shit. Because people are going yeah. to, over time, like, wear down. And like, you well, know... <laughs> have, you, have, you seen, have you seen Death Becomes Her? Yes! That's basically That's the premise what it is. of that. That's yeah. what's happening. <laughs> By the end of the movie, uh, just... Meryl and Goldie are just scrabbling about with yeah. bits dropping off them. Yeah. It's so grim. So, I mean, they've not thought through this. They've not thought this through. This this afterlife system. It sounds shit for everyone. No, it need, it needs a, a redesign from the mm-hmm. from Hades up. A little really. bit of a a little yeah. bit of a you know, a treatment done to it at least. Yeah. It's workshop. Anyway, we cut back we cut back very briefly to Gabrielle sitting, mooning by the lake, waiting for Zena. Yeah. And this is a tiny, tiny bit of setup. Um, yeah. Three, three strangers wearing things they found in the dressing up box <laughs> turn up um, and just say, "Are you going to the festival?" <laughs> so their their American accents are as good as mine. Are you going to the festival? Yeah. Uh, she says, "No, no, I'm waiting for my friend." Have you seen her? Um, yeah, and they say, "Oh, she's coming from the other side of the lake," and she's like, oh, "Kinda." <laughs> what a what a weird response! Just say yes, you know. I know. Just I be know. like these people don't deserve to know your life story, Gabs. But that but that's that's the entirety of the scene, and yeah, really, it's just it say so... Gabri- Gabrielle is waiting, and mm. there is a festival somewhere. Yes, I, I thought it and was so we're... pointless that I never even wrote it down, but then I realised later what it was there for. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I realised why it was there later, but it's, it's a bit shit. Yeah, <laughs> a bit Gabby's just sitting there. Anyway, waiting. we. These yeah. uh, all the episodes where she just sits and waits for Zena, they sort of suck. Yeah, she could at least have done. They do. I don't know. Done something in the meantime. I don't Whittling. Know. Yeah, she could have whittled something. She could have practiced yeah. her staff work. It would have helped her later. <laughs> it would. <laughs> Anyway, back back to Hades, um, and Xena needs to talk to Hades, the guy, the dude, the god. Um, Marcus is a little bit worried about this because Ataminius has put guards around Hades' palace. Oh, God. Um, and, oh. boy, are they good guards. <laughs> They're not just any guards. They're CGI guards. They're CGI harpies. 
This is so bad. <sighs> it's terrible. That it's the worst CGI I've seen in anything ever. <laughs> is it worse than the giant bird from Prometheus? I think they yeah. are. Oh yeah, much worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's like much worse. Why did so you they do this, guys? Oh, they why? they turn up. They kind of dive bomb from the heights of the castle. Um, flappy, flappy wings. Flap, flap. Uh, and there's faces. Yeah, oh, screeching. Yeah, it's so shit. It's, so, <laughs> it's so really shit. shit. <laughs> Luckily, one of the few things Xena's had the forethought to bring to the underworld is her hip flask. No, that's not true. It was this was planted earlier. People were doing food fights, and someone threw a hip flask, which she caught. And put on her belt. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes like, more sense. She brought it from the Elysian Fields and she was just like, ooh, a whiskey. Ooh, a, whi- <laughs> ooh, a hip <laughs> flask. Yeah, I'll keep that. And basically, cool. it was like, mm. she caught it as it was like crap hit hurtling towards her face and was basically like, so, mm, don't mind if I do. I'll keep that. So, cl- <laughs> so clearly, Lucy, having having learnt to do flamethrowing, just wants to do it in every episode she can. So yeah. Oh, let me do it again. Let me do it again. It's really cool. Let me do it again. So she sets fire to a harpy who screeches off mm. and um, to it to its doom. Yeah, Zena uh, used fire. It's super effective. Yes, HUD. You don't like fire, okay? Yeah, they're not too fond of fire. I'd like to know who yeah. is. I'd like to know who would be fine with you setting them on fire. <laughs> Please find me. Yeah. Please find yeah. me the creature that's okay with you setting it on fire. Salamander, <laughs> but not not actual. A really. phoenix. <laughs> Yes, they love it. <laughs> They'd be killed with it. They love it. <laughs> uh, so the, the surviving harpy picks up Marcus in oh. very unconvincing fashion. Picks him up by his, by his shitty leather vest thing. Open yeah, vest. Yeah, and that, and that turns out to be an excuse to get his top off because he, yeah. he wriggles out of his out I mean, of as his if we weren't already vest. seeing his chest and it's, it's basically in its entirety. I mean, he's like... I know. This thing was like... It's like a... What would you even call it? What even is this? Is it an open what? vest? Is that the best we can do? Like, what is it? It's just a, yeah, it's just a waistcoat. It's just a leather waistcoaty thing. A gilet. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's gelatous. Um, yeah, but so with they, no they front, manage to obviously. they 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 see off the harpies. They get into the palace, into the castle. They bar the door against the harpies, no, and then Zena like... kind of gets Zena <laughs> gets the horn for, for oh, Marcus oh. with his top off. She, ne- oh, she negs him dead. a little bit. She actually negs him a little bit, right? Because she's like, she looks oh, at yeah. him. She's like, oh, you lose some weight. You've lost some weight. As if to say, yeah, you were a bit of a fat prick before. A bit of a lard ass before, chum. Um, <laughs> no, she's just playing it cool because she fancies him. Yeah, 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 whatever. Now, what I liked was the fact that, you know, um, Marcus got down from the harpy by slipping out of his waistcoat thing. And then the harpy was kind enough to circle back round and drop yeah. it on him and give it back. <laughs> like, here's your here's your shitty leather waistcoat, pal. We wouldn't we want you getting it. cold. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head what at the time, happens? in my head when I was watching it, I was like, I remember there being way more harpy shit than this. We've got off easy, but no, we haven't. No. No, there's there's more later, and also um, we get to see these harpies in Xena the uh, PlayStation game. Oh, I never played that. You, you, no, I, did, I thought you did. 
No, not the PlayStation game. I played the N64 fighting game where you basically played as Xena fighting against, one-on-one fighting against various enemies. And the final boss was Dayhawk and I could never beat him. Uh, Okay. Yeah, there were harpies that I couldn't get past in the the (sighs) PlayStation. I mean, probably, to be honest, the same level of CGI. What it was. I think it was. (laughs) It was very lifelike and realistic. Yeah, this is this is what this is what reminded me. Of. <laughs> um, anyway, they they go and find Hades in his castle, and he's he's looking knackered. Does a bit. Um, his guy liner's and, all and sort Zena, of like yeah, smudged. <laughs> and and Zena's like, oh Hades, make a fucking effort. It's all. You know, it's all... <laughs> Don't be such a pussy, Hades. <sighs> yeah. I said, oh, he... I can't do anything without my helmet. Yeah. He says, without my helmet, I'm basically powerless. And then, yeah. like two minutes later. He brings the dead to life. (laughs) (laughs) Only Casina reverse psychologies him into it. Yeah. Saying, oh, oh, Um, you're you're so powerless now. You probably can't even bring Marcus back to life. You can't even bring Marcus back to life. It's like, what is your definition of being powerless, Hades? It's like these middle class people who say they're skint because they can't afford a new Mercedes that year. (laughs) <laughs> you're like no you don't know what powerless is you prick anyway <laughs> anyway so, so this is the first I've heard by the way I don't maybe I missed it maybe I zoned out that that um Sleazy Serial Killer's plan is to go up to the the go back up to the land of the living and uh, and yeah. kill people again, and start killing people again apparently that's his yeah, plan and I... they need to do, they need to stop him but I don't know I don't know where they where I heard that plan if that was in it before yeah well may- maybe that's why marcus has got xena down to help because he knew about it and he forgot to tell us about it but but anyway yeah, it was so nice the, of you to tell the audience guys that the important plot point here is Atominius wants to go back to the land of the living using the helmet to do douchey things hades realizes that if Atominius is wearing the helmet it will make him mortal again so he can be killed again mm. so xena says okay give marcus his life back we'll sort it out tricks him into giving almost tricks him into giving Marcus his life back. He's got forty eight hours before he dies again. Yeah. Um so that to me sounded like a ticking clock where if they went over the time he would die. Yeah. Um but not, uh, not, quite, how it case, out, it? <laughs> not quite how it worked out, was it? We'll find out, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, and then this is and... this is one of my favourite bits actually, like he's like, right, you you have to go back the way you came in, right? Up the up the thing, up the up through the lake. Up through the lake, that's the word. Um, now, how did they get back to that lake bit? Because when we see Sharon again, he clearly hadn't uh, seen them for a while. Yeah. But anyway, how yeah. did they get there? I don't know. They're meant to get back up via the lake, right? And Hades mm-hmm. is like, um, go this way. You'll avoid the harpies this way. Why didn't they go back that way the next time? Why didn't they go back oh. in the back way? You think about these things too, too deeply. <laughs> Uh, more deeply than the scriptwriters did. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but, you know, the main problem here is, and Gab- Zena's not even thought of this, Gabrielle is uh, waiting patiently by the side of the lake. And who does Sleazy Serial Killer like to kill? Young virgins. Oh, and as we know from the Titans yeah. episode, she is a virgin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just likes to kill people, man. He just likes killing people. That's his thing. That's his whole thing. He's just a bad guy who likes to kill people for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So so Gabrielle hears something breaking the surface of the lake and she says, Zena, is that you? And then Funny we see enough, footprints no. in the 
footprints in the sand and, and not the kind from that tweet not poster from, that not says from that's Je- when not I... Not Jesus' footprints. Yeah, oh, my son, that up. is when I carried you. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It's um, Thataminius, who is kind of a kinky bitch, and he kind of says, oh, my, my favourite my favorite kind of uh, adventure. Basically, yeah, yeah. he just does. He just says a bunch of horrible, sleazy things. You know, oh, the anticipation is the best part. Oh, the fear, the fear in the eyes, fear in those beautiful eyes, and then she smacks (coughs) him with her fucking staff. Yeah. Anyway, so luckily she's she's got quite good with her stick, with her fighting staff, with her little fighting stick. And he, she, she fights him off. She, she does quite well. He, yeah. She gets him in the groin, which is nice. But she eventually him down he gets. And then tries to run away. I think she should have finished him off. Gone yeah. for the head, you know. I think that, like, yeah. how funny would it have been? What if, I might, I should rewrite this. Stick it up <laughs> on Neo Three. Just like what would have happened if Gabrielle had just knocked this prick out with her staff, and then yeah. you know Zena and Marcus appear out of the lake, and Gabby's like, "Hey, I've got this helmet. What should we do with it?" Ha <laughs> <laughs> Much amuse. That would be fantastic. Later seasons of later season Gabrielle would have would have done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah obviously they were too would. early in the season for Gabrielle to be fully taken over. We're the still episode. at the point we're still at the point where Gabrielle needs to be in some sort of danger from time to time. Yeah. So um the last we see of it, Ataminus is poised over her, ready to strike with his dagger. Cut to Zena and Marcus making dry land to find Gabrielle slumped on the ground and Ataminia standing over her with blood all round his mouth as if he's been feasting on her liver. Um, with a nice Chianti. With a nice Chianti. Honestly, uh, isn't, no! isn't Chianti white wine? Red. Is it red? Okay. Yeah. I don't know, I don't drink. I was going to say how gauche it was to drink white wine with liver, but... <laughs> but it's a red. Okay, fine. The whole joke's ruined. Yeah, yeah. So we get we get a bit of fighting. They're they're trying to fight the invisible man. Uh, they they kind of look at look at where his footprints in the sand are going. They they manage to hit him. They get him. He runs off. Fatimius runs off. Marcus follows him while Gabrielle tries to wake Gabri- uh, Zena tries to wake Gabrielle up from certain death. <laughs> uh, turns out. Actually, she's not dead. She just got kind of knocked out for a minute, having already given Ataminius a nosebleed with her staff. So that's what all oh, the blood he was. hadn't been eating her flesh. He had a nosebleed. That was quite good. That was actually quite funny. I guess it's not as funny. There's a funnier yeah. bit coming up, which you probably don't remember because you're so elderly. Well, I, as we know, I can't remember which which bit you think is. You don't. You just can't oh, imagine yeah, which bit I think it is. It's funny. I, um, I can't imagine them. Yeah. Uh, there was a really creepy, like, like this creepy serial killer prick. You know, he's like, How does it feel, Zena? Your fear excites me. And it's like, Uh. Uh. Yeah, he's, he's horrid. He's uh, creepy. You suck. Stop it. That's enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> Marcus you, comes Jamie's back and says, Oh, he. against my headphones and it's really loud inside my ear, but I don't know if it'll be audible. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Um... It's kind of off-putting to see as well, so none of this makes sense to, to the listener. <laughs> We're very distracted. We're both distracted by the same cat. Yeah. She's cute, though. Uh, anyway, Marcus comes back saying, oh, he, he got away. The invisible man I was following got away. Surprise. <laughs> Funny that, isn't and, it? 
Good. <laughs> the doctor, doctor, the invisible man's here. Tell him I can't see Tell him, him I can't see him now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Zena introduces Marcus to Gabrielle and Gabrielle says, uh, oh, I've, I've heard so much about you. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to meet before you were, oh, you were killed. So that's another really lame bit. acting job that you've done there, but Renee O'Connor does it better. <laughs> oh, fine, get her to do the podcast with you. Oh, God, if I could. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would ditch you in an instant. Wow. I know you would. I hope Jesus. you would. I would ditch you in late. I, would, I, I, don't, I can't even imagine how quick I could do it. It was the quickest I've ever done anything <laughs> <laughs> in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> No, so if anyone knows no Renee, has a number, or, yeah, you know, put us in touch. Yeah, uh, it it would it would be a Renee. A if you're listening, phone in. Yeah, yeah. Contact us at bardsidepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll arrange it. So, Zena and Gabrielle and Marcus set off to track Atominius using various woodcraft. Um, Secret signals like oh, here's some blood on the floor. That would be him. Look, there's his footprint. (laughs) Yeah, he he's so subtle about leaving signs behind, as we'll see. Yeah, I said, well, look, if we don't find him by sundown, we'll we'll have to strike camp. You know, there's there's no point trying to find him in the dark. And uh, Gabrielle's kind of freaked by the idea of of trying to sleep while while this madman's out there, and she says, "Well, I for one don't plan to close my eyes all night." Smash cut jump cut (laughs) two. Gabrielle snoring. <laughs> Much amused. That's, That's the bit that funny. I thought was funny. Uh, yeah, I thought it might be. Yeah. Um, so and see, finally, see finally, we in. managed to edit something to, that's actually funny. Yes. You know, because they had that. Zena tucks her in, which is really oh, sweet. She cute, pulls yeah. a little blanket up around her and, um, and then spoils yeah. it by and going and giving Marcus a massage. She's had a long day. Yeah, bless her. Oh, bless. Bless her, she's had a yeah. long day. And then obviously she goes and touches Marcus's naked body. Ugh. Naked torso, at least. Yeah, she gives him a... I suppose it's meant to be a, a massage. It looks... It's a bit slapdash. It's a bit of pummeling. It's Well, a lot of the time what people think is a massage is just actually hurting you. <laughs> like, yeah. when, non, when, when people who are shit at massage or who don't know what they're doing, they just go and sort of do a facsimile of what they think a masseur does. And it yeah. just, just, it just poke with thumbs. pointless. Yeah, poke with your thumb. Yeah, That's painful. It. Painfully dig in yeah. with your thumbs, you know. Pure yeah. shite. Anyway, so they have a nice cosy chat about all the things that he heard her thinking. And um, he encourages her, you know, to give the thing with Gabrielle a chance, you know, because she can't give up on love just because theirs is tragically doomed. <laughs> um, basically. I mean, that's how I choose to read it. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's sort pretty of ruined much. by the fact that they immediately have a shag. Um, yeah. Gabrielle's just, right I there. Just, I know. I, <laughs> I, I See, I think the kissing is much more convincing than the last episode. Well, maybe I just like, is definitely more honest. into it than she was before. Maybe she got some notes from the director, like, please don't look so repulsed by him. <laughs> <laughs> try, try not to wretch. Yeah. Don't turn don't your know, face man. away from him. Uh, to be honest, I, I mean, I probably turned my face away. I mean, I don't need to see that. I'm an innocent girl. I don't need to see these things. No. 
So yeah, I've, I've said they, they, they snog more convincingly than last time and a little light necrophilia ensues. Oh, she's, she's still basically... Oh, well, he's dead. He's dead, isn't he? No, he's been brought back to life magically. Yeah. That's mm. okay then. Yeah. It's fine. God. That's fine. Anyway. That's one of the worst things you've said. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Or is it? It's one of the worst <laughs> we'll things that hasn't know. been edited out. All the things that have been cut, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, so that fade mercifully fades to black. And then here we go. It's daytime again. On they go, tracking Ataminius. And they come across three guys by the side of the road. And it's the festival guys. It's the guys who are looking <laughs> for the festival. Guys, yeah. Yeah, I love and, this bit, right? They, because they've got, they're like, help us, help us. And they're clearly in need of help, right? They're just yeah. lying on the ground bleeding. And they're like, yeah. help us, please. And Zena's like, what happened? Gets the story and then goes, right, we'd better be off. And just fucks yeah, off, fucks and, off leaves and leaves them. them. <laughs> leaves them bleeding on the ground. And like, they don't go like, hey, were you going to help us? You know, they just like, because their part of the story's over. That's it. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're done. They're done. <laughs> and, it, and it turns out, so Zena says, what, what kind of festival do you say festival <laughs> oh fest festival what kind of what festival kind of is festival it festival <laughs> is it um and it's a wedding i mean i it's love that wedding. i love that they're calling it a festival to so that you don't know really early on yeah. that it's a wedding because that would just be giving it away but like who calls a wedding a festival these Not guys me. apparently and jesus the wedding feast lol the wedding festival Festival. 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 That's how it gets, how we get it. Anyway, so they're they're on to they they move on to this wedding because they discover it's the ceremonial bathing is gonna happen tonight. And that just sounds horrible. Yeah. Ceremonial ceremonial bathing of the bride. So they take her into a pond and like rubber basically all her best looking and nubilist young friends take her into a Yeah. Take her into a nice pond and rubber with sponges. And that's gay, friends. I don't think ancient Greeks are gay, gay. but I, that's ridiculous, you know. Um, uh, so we so we we turn up at the festival, um, and there's a lot more mime action as Athenius yeah, starts. Yes, has arrived first. Yes, so um, he's turning over carts and yeah, I mean, interfering does, with jugglers. This is how you know how evil he is because he goes and pranks everyone. <laughs> what would you do if you were invisible for the day? Oh well. I would make people fall over. Ha <laughs> ha! So evil. Oh, <laughs> no one could ever be twirling. as evil as I. You know, he just pranks about three people. <laughs> so to make it obvious that he's there. Yeah. And he says to the juggler, "Um, this is." He says, oh, "Be grateful. Be thankful. You're not a mime." So he really hates <laughs> mimes. I guess he really loves mimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever, man. So, and then obviously Zena has to go and talk to the father of the bride, you know, because she needs to find out, you know, she needs to go and speak to the bride's current owner. Um, yes, to to warn him <laughs> about the threat to his property that's coming along. Um, oh, this guy's dear. hat is terrible, isn't it? What a hat he's wearing! Um, just another well, yeah, ridiculous it's, it's villager. Ear flaps kind of <laughs> buttoned up, buttoned and... up, like with like it like put like metal push studs. It felt like. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a like, bad hat, okay. man. It's a bad hat. Uh, some, bad some bad hat, hat. Harry. <laughs> some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> yeah. 
So like, yeah. So Zena concocts this cunning plan. She says, "Well, look, I'll pretend to be the bride for the bathing. Mm. I'll have a veil on. No one will know it's me." The Atom ceremonial veil. The traditional veil will hide me at the ceremonial bathing. Like a lot of adjectives yeah. doing a lot of work in these sentences. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, meanwhile, make sure your daughter stays here and sleeps here and is safe from this bad man. Um, yeah. So, so that, basically, that's the her plan, plan is to switcheroo. It's a switcheroo. Mm-hmm. But we discover two things. One is that the bride can't act at all. Yes. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> what um, is going and, on here? Huh? And and secondly, that Atominius has been in there with the invisibility helmet. He's overheard everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. What my? Oh, my God. You're going <sighs> to kill the girl that can't act. No. Shit, I better watch out. That's sure. With that sort of performance, I'd better watch out if he's killing people like that. <laughs> so sure, sure enough, nightfall comes. He turns up in the bride's quarter, making some very unpleasant moaning sounds. Oh, oh, there's a oh, bride. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what I like about this is that now that we're on Zoom, I can see you rubbing your thighs. <laughs> So he's very he's very excited <laughs> by this prospect. Oh yes, I get to kill a bride. And he, he goes to stab her, he draws his dagger back, ready to, to do the do the stabbing. Uh, but surprise, Mofo, it's actually Xena. It was a double bluff. It's a double switcheroo. Ah, oh, who saw that coming? Me. Yeah. Oh, and this is a really this is a really good bit. So Lucy's fighting guy with the invisibility helmet on, oh, so fun. she gets to do a not Lucy Zena. She gets yeah. to do a bit of mime work. <laughs> Lucy yeah. gets to do a bit of mime work, and then she she fights him by throwing a sheet over him. Yeah. So it's our second Scooby Doo moment of the, <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he dies, and then she kills him like so yeah. easily. Anti climax. It's a that's what I've I've written, literally written this down. Anti climax, right? Because he get he gets killed so easily. There's ten minutes still to go in the episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's dead. And I'm like, So the so the how? rest is all just I couldn't remember how they stretched up loose ends. I couldn't remember how they stretched the last bit. Yeah. This is the whole this is like a quarter of the episode that is yeah. devoted to all this and this is what I mean about the pacing issues in this episode, yeah. right? Because the first part of it flies by. You get all the setup and stuff, it flies by so fast, and then the last bit just drags on for eternity, I guess, because that's where Marcus is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there there are kind of too many loose ends left to left to tie up. But but basically, so Zena now has the helmet. She tells Gabrielle, "Stay here. I have to go and do something with Marcus." No, not that. Did that not last that. night? Did not that, that last night? I know yeah. you were, it was good of you to protect, keep pretending to snore to make <laughs> oh, it God. seem as if uh, we didn't uh, have an audience. Oh, vile. <laughs> Yuck. So. Marcus has a brief moment of saying, hey, do you know what? If I kept the helmet, if I just keep wearing the helmet, that will keep me alive. I can beat this whole 48 hours thing. Yeah, because clearly he's on a ticking clock and after 48 hours he's going to die, isn't he? Or is he? Or is he? Yeah. Still, I still don't get this bit, but No, that bit is... So they have this debate about whether that's viable or not, but but Marcus knows about right and wrong now. So he's no, we've got to do we've got to do the right yeah. thing. Unfortunately, Marcus has learned his lesson too well. 
Yes. I mean, fortunately, because <laughs> I wouldn't want any, another episode with this with this guy in it. Oh, God, no. Thank God this is so, the last we see of him. <laughs> we, we, we get another scene with uh, Sharon, which is marvellous. Yes. Like, Highlight of the episode. Right, 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 are you dead this time? She's like, <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And neither's he. He's like, yes, I know this guy. He's been dead for a while, but he's not now. Oh, you got a coin? You know, it's class. Yeah. They should have taken some coins down for him. How churlish do you have to be? Jesus. I know. I know. Easy. And then there's like, no, we've not got a coin. We've got a helmet. I, I wish there'd been more with Sharon. It was, he was, he yeah, was I wish good. the whole episode had been Sharon. The Xena yeah. and Sharon show, the double acts. He should have had a spin-off series. Oh, yeah. Just like, like him and, taking people over and like being funny at them for the whole yeah, episode. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of like the, the Horrible History Stupid Deaths. Yes! Oh my god, that's brilliant. Opportunity missed. It is. So yeah, what I quite like <laughs> is he, as he ferries them, ferries them back over to Hades, he gives them a little guided tour. On your left, you can see this. this on your yeah, right, yeah. the hanging gardens of disgusting diseases. Yeah. Do you think that's, that was ad-libbed? Or... I, think, I think that sounds... It's, yeah, it's got the air of something ad-libbed, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so that's fun. What a performance, though. Genuinely fucking I think, iconic I think performance. We see him, I, think we, I think he's played that part before or will play it again. I yeah, can't I think so, but Zebra I don't Hercules. remember when we ever see him again. I think, I think it's a part he reprises a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so as, as they're going back to Hades Palace... Zena has a bad feeling about this and she's right well, to because it's the terrible, terrible harpies again. Why didn't you go in the back way? <sighs> the way that you know that avoids the harpies, you fucking morons. So there's, there's a bit Because of, they've not got their money's worth fake... out of this fucking shitty CGI yet. I know, I know. Oh. And there's a bit of fake jeopardy because one of them takes Marcus, flies like, off oh with no, Marcus, Marcus again. Oh no, Marcus might fall down. God, he might die. Oh wait. I know. <laughs> So I just didn't think this bit through. <laughs> no. Or the next bit. This next bit really is just... Tell us uh, about the next bit. Well, okay, so she goes back in without Marcus or the helmet in order to try yeah. to uh, blackmail Hades into putting Marcus into the Elysian fields when he dies Negotiate. for the second time. come on. Blackmail. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's like, fine, I'll judge him again, but his... You know, I can't ignore all his previous crimes, but she wants to speak out in his behalf. And I'm like, so I've written it down. Oh, God, now it's a fucking courtroom drama. Like, <laughs> um, and I was like, Jesus. So this is how this I couldn't remember. I didn't remember this part at all. I had no, no memory I of this. And it was just and I, like, I won't I won't remember it once we've talked about it again. No, I mean, I'll never watch this episode again. Like, no. Come on. <laughs> Spoilers for the rating later, lads. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so she brings... So, so Hades agrees that he'll judge him again. And then he's like, she's like, Marcus? Because she's pretended that she's hidden the helmet, but Marcus just is outside the door holding it. Well, right? no, he's 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 standing in the in the shadows. Oh, no, he was it. there so wearing it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Duh. She's hidden, hidden the helmet in plain sight. No, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I must have looked away at that point. So, so Marcus has heard all this. Um, he know he knows what the deal is. He takes off the helmet. He passes it over to Hades, um, and come in, number Marcus. Your time is up. <laughs> and it, and it, and it turns out that it's not just a ticking clock and 
we, we don't get the do 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 we don't get that oh what the guy that get... invented countdown just died didn't he i know sad I know. much yeah. sad why do people have to die it's a real conundrum <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Dear. Well done. Good job. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> um, so t- time's up, Marcus. So yet again, for like the third or fourth time this episode, they they reach for each other with <laughs> slavering moors. It's very, very mouthy kissing, I have to say. Well, so what do you kiss with mid- if not your mouth? <laughs> well, I don't... I don't sort of <laughs> lunge in. You don't try and swallow the person whole. Yeah, I don't dislocate my jaw first like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> but but this kiss is different, so they, they still do the whole face lock thing. Yeah. But mid-snog, Xena pulls out a dagger and stabs him. Stabs him right in the heart. She does a John Snow. Hell of, she that's does a, hell of a, a kink. A John Snow Daenerys Targaryen kiss there. I mean... Oh, is it? You've no idea what I'm talking about. At the end of Game no, of Thrones, I do. I know, after I know you're Danny about Game has of Thrones, turned but... evil by wanting to destroy slavery just too much. She's too much of an extremist. That's her flaw. Um... So many spoilers <laughs> in one sentence if I ever watch it, which I won't. No, everyone knows how it fucking ends by now. Yeah. Don't bother watching well, it. Well, I, I don't, but I don't care. If um... the ending of that show completely erased anything that was good in the previous seasons <laughs> that's that's what i've heard yeah so whatever yeah anyway so then she does do her little speak out for him uh just reiterating things that hades knows she she does she does she gives a sappy speech and she really does a lot of eyebrow acting a lot yeah. of a lot of heavy eyebrow acting yeah and then um, and it turns off it pays Solving. off because the next thing we know we're back in the Elysian field back in We've the Philadelphia got, advert back in the Philadelphia and this time it is the Philadelphia advert because the thugs have gone back down to Tartarus and everyone's wearing white now which means they're good yeah except Marcus so is like still in Phil- his dark clothes like, so yeah it's like the Philadelphia advert or that <clears throat> bit when River Song dies yeah yeah spoilers fucking yeah. hell yeah, so that, many spoilers in one episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Hades explains that Marcus is in the Elysian Fields forever now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Can we? Can we? Can actually, we can we have a written guarantee of that? Because yeah, know, you're not yeah. very good at maintaining this. Yeah, you don't have a great track balance. record, do you, prick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and they snog and again. The still not over at this point. <laughs> It feels like it ended ages ago. It's like all those, all the times that it should have ended. It's sort of like the end of um, the Return of the King. Every time it fades to black, you think it's over, but then <laughs> now, it fucking starts it again. Oh no! No, it's yeah. like the five fake endings. Yeah, weird, <laughs> weird, 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 weird. And and I I can't even remember how it did end because I just said, "Oh, they." She goes back to Gabrielle at the lake. There's a bit of a weird scene. Um, yeah. With Zena sitting there dripping, saying, "Marcus is in my heart forever." We'll never be apart. He's in my heart forever. Because Gabrielle's saying, you know, you'll be together again one day, uh, assuming that Xena's going to get into the Legion Fields. Mm, big, yeah. big, you know, big, big assumption <laughs> there. And also, yeah. by the time the series ends, God knows where any of these people end up because it ain't there. Know. You know, um, <laughs> there's like, how many afterlives do these bastards go to? 
Well, I suppose, is this our first actual visit to an afterlife? Yeah, we've got at least three different afterlives that they actually go to. Okay, so let's so here's our so we're recording our first we've got our first stamp on the afterlife passport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tartarus check, Elysian Fields check. Check. We've yeah. we've done those we'll two. Have more. So we'll, we'll we'll keep the passport open for the next for the next yeah. few series. And then see, at some point they just abolish borders altogether as and, and start reincarnating. <sighs> <laughs> we're jumping ahead quite a long way. <laughs> We've got some way to go before we get to uh, the India arc, which I think is what you're referring to. No, I'm referring. Is before that? Oh, I don't. I can't keep track. The next, the next afterlife we'll go to is an Amazon afterlife because they've got their oh, own. Okay. Apparently. Well, they would. They would. I guess. Anyway, so there we are. That that's the end of the episode. So it it like the episode we've kind of rambled on <clears throat> a little bit with lots of false endings. Um, <laughs> before before we do finish, uh, let's let's talk numbers. What's your score? Um, see, I couldn't remember what rating I gave the first Marcus episode because I think it's better than that mm. one, but not because of him or anything to do with him. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna give it a four. Um, up until the what? You just laughed at me. No, I was yawning. Sorry. Oh, oh, so even worse. You're bored by me. I hope Fuck that's you. better. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, up until the last ten minutes or so, I was I was swithering with giving it a five, but then the last bit just mm. dragged on so much, and the pacing of it, the pacing of of it, just yeah. it just killed a lot. I mean, at least we got to see Sharon again, but other than that, yeah, Sharon was good. Sharon, does Sharon's worth of... adding a point. I think yeah, well, but, yeah. But the harpies are so bad that you have the to harpies deduct. take it off again. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, sort of a bad episode that it's calling back to, and not hugely better, you mm. know. So I'm I'm gonna say five. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna say five because I think it was better than the first marcus episode well i think i gave that um, two so i think i'm agreeing with you oh okay okay <laughs> i think i gave it two but i checked back in yeah, my I think notes did. i would have to listen but i checked back in my notes to see what i'd written down and i had just written heterosexual out of 10 so yeah. that was no use to me that was very useful that certainly, sound, <laughs> that certainly sounds like two out of ten to me <laughs> i think this is another good example of how quite simple effects are actually much more effective than um, CGI or things that they've actually spent a lot of money on. So doing mm-hmm. uh, when we saw the the Cyclops and the giants of things where they do the force perspective trick, um, yeah, <laughs> was actually more effective than say the flying dragon thing yeah. that we saw in the, the Green Eggs episode for sure. Yeah, um, and the the Sharon's makeup and the pu- pulling a boat five yards across a studio floor is more effective than spending money on shitty CGI. Yeah. So keep doing things on the cheap, people, like we do. It's, it's <laughs> this is an incredibly cheap <laughs> podcast to run. Barely yeah. takes any fuel. So, um, where did we get to? What was your score? You said four. Said so the four, bard's yeah. eye view, bard's eye view of mortal beloved is four point five, and it's lucky to get that much, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I think Sharon so. gets it that much, but yeah, whatever yeah. you know. Whatever. But good news, we're going to bounce back next week with, I think, really, really good episode. Or I don't episode remember the episode. An... I just know that there's a nice. Uh, I just know there's a good recurring character that first appears. 
Well, that that's why I'm I'm assuming we're going to give it a, a good a, a good review because next next week we are going to look at the royal couple of thieves and we're going to meet Autolycus, king of thieves, the king for the first time. Do, do, do. of thieves, twirls moustache yeah. of thieves. So Class. join us again next week. That's where we're going to be, and um, we'll see you then. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye! Um, I think what's interesting is we see again that the the cheap effects are much more effective than the CGI yes. yeah. stuff they spend money on. So Maybe one Force pers- Perspective for Giant works well in the right circumstances. I really thought you were saying Force Perspective for Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be saying that? I don't know, it's just it's what came out. You know when you see things and you're like, you're like whoa, I read, you know. Yeah, I read that as whatever, and like it just, yeah, for some reason, forced perspective vagina. That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got my monthly mouth. <laughs> On the bloopers. <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> right. <coughs> what were you saying? So I think I think this is another good example of how quite simple effects are actually much more effective than um, CGI or things that have actually spent a lot of money on. So doing.